Hello everyone, welcome to Pondering with Brianna. I'm your podcast host, Brianna Cruz, and today we will be discussing the philosophical question of whether or not God exists. We will consider this question by talking about a few things, such as the human disposition towards curiosity, Anselm's ontological argument, Thomas Aquinas' treatise on God, what skeptics may have to say, and my own perspective on the matter. As children, many of us were introduced to this idea of a superior being some people believed in called God. And God was portrayed to us as a being who is all good, all powerful, and present everywhere at all times. The notion of God being an omnibenevolent, omnipotent, and omnipresent being is confusing for children and still confusing for myself and for many others today. The concept of bad things happening to good people was always confusing for me because I was raised by a Catholic family. How could God, being all good, let bad things happen to good people? Before we can even consider these kinds of questions, we have to think about if God exists at all. In his ontological argument, Anselm approaches this question in an interesting manner. He informs his readers that there are two kinds of existence. The first kind of existence is existing in the mind alone. The second kind is existing in the mind as well as in reality. He discusses that existing both in the mind and in reality is the greater kind of existence. Anselm claims God is a being that is the greatest conceivable, meaning we cannot possibly conceive or imagine a greater being than God. Further, he states even non-believers have to understand who he is talking about when he says of name God And they have to understand what he means when he claims God is the greatest being conceivable. They can understand these things, but they do not agree that God is the greatest being conceivable, or they do not believe God exists. I would have to agree with Anselm's train of thought here. There are many things we cannot see, yet we know exist. We cannot see air, but we know it exists. However, I wouldn't say Anselm's argument for God's existence is sufficient to explain God's existence to non-believers. He argues non-believers may state God exists only in the mind, and if this is the case, they cannot possibly be thinking about God because God exists in both the mind and in reality. This might be an insufficient argument for the existence of God because Anselm doesn't address explicitly how it is God supposedly exists in reality. Aquinas claims God's existence is self-evident, but he provides arguments to claims raised by people who are skeptical of God's existence. Aquinas' arguments for God's existence are as follows. There must be a first mover or unmoved mover. Under the principle of efficient causation, there has to be a first cause or uncaused cause. Possibility and necessity for new things and causing humans to have the necessity for having new things. Gradation of things has to be caused by something, and an intelligent being must exist who gives things a purpose. Aquinas' view on God is also personal since his argument's core is God is the cause of all things, from the motion of objects to human necessities that exist. In portraying God as an uncaused cause, an unmoved mover, Aquinas adopts a view of God dominated by awe and reverence. 
In my perspective, Aquinas handles the issue of God's existence better than Anselm does. However, both of them cannot fully answer, and I don't believe anyone can convince non-believers that God exists with a solid, foolproof explanation. Non-believers may require a more scientific explanation or empirical one to consider the view that God exists. Believers themselves still are left with several questions regarding their faith and concepts that may seem problematic within it. Complex questions such as how can an omnibenevolent God allow natural and intentional evils exist if he is omnipotent? How is free will even possible if God is omniscient and knows all the decisions we will make and the outcomes of those decisions? Therefore, while some, such as Anselm and Aquinas, may feel as though their faith helps them seek understanding, others may be left with complex questions and may never find the answers to those questions. I can't prove the existence of God. Although I am Catholic and believe in God, I acknowledge, like Anselm did, that as a human, my capacities are more limited than God's are. Thus, with this view, I approach life as an endeavor in which we learn more through the capacities that were given to us. We can think deeply about problems, communicate verbally and non-verbally, and our actions have the greatest impacts on the world we live in out of all of the organisms that exist. I'm not going to attempt to prove to you that God exists. However, I am going to invite you to think about a few things about yourself, the people you encounter, and everything else in your environment. Think about the following. You have spoken to and interacted with people who are not the same as you. Sure, we may have similar qualities. Our bodies function similarly. We can understand each other. But can you ever truly say you are the exact same as another person? If two individuals are subjected to the same experience, I can guarantee you each person will detract different details from the experience. They will not experience the exact same emotions even if they have the same exact experience. Strengths and weaknesses, experiential backgrounds, and how we process the world varies from person to person. If you take a moment to think about the complexity of the human body in itself, it is quite captivating. Ecosystems are complex. Thoughts are complex. Weather is complex. The existence of other organisms is complex. There are simply too many factors for a computer program to consider to be able to program everything to be as the world exists right now. The greatest being conceivable had to start everything as Aquinas and Anselm said. A computer program could not have given us the quality of experiencing emotions because computers cannot experience emotions and have no conception of what emotions are. Miraculous situations are another interesting phenomenon to think about. I cannot say I know why God allows bad things to happen to good people. I cannot say I fully understand my own faith. However, I do know I believe God exists, and I can see it through my interactions with diverse individuals, what I have been able to extract from my experiences, my accomplishments, and my perseverance. When bad things happen, we do our best to survive. I hold a perspective that not everything in the world has to be fully understood. When you form connections with people, animals, plants, and the world in general, you feel as though you are a part of something bigger. The curls in your friend's hair are not the exact same as the curls in another person's hair. No two roses will be identical by nature. No two, no two birds of the same kind will construct identical nests. 
These variations within nature, the complexities that govern our lives, are here with a purpose. They cannot have been incidental or caused by the Big Bang. Being human enables us to be aware of the intricacies of the universe, the technology we use, and the beauty in nature, and the beauty of being different from everyone else. Being human enables us to consider the possibility of there being a God. I believe God exists because even though life has challenged me, I am still here. I wake each day excited with the prospect of interacting with individuals in nature. I can open my mind and consider I am a small part of something God made that is much larger than anything humans can imagine and fully understand. Not all things are meant to be fully understood, and that is why life never remains dull for too long.